How dare you talk back to me? فقالت وما تنكر أن أراجعك and, and how can you blame me that I, I, I talk back to you and answer back to you? فوالله إن أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يراجع عنه وتهجره إحداهن اليوم إلى الليل By God, I have seen the wives of the Prophet argue with him, talk back to him, and abandon him, upset, from the morning till the night. So, Omar became alarmed. The women are getting out of, out of line. So I went to Hifsa. Who's Hifsa? And he says, فَقُلْتْ أَتُرَاجِعِينَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ Do you? أَتُرَاجِعِينَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ Do you argue with him? Is that true? Do you answer back to him? She said, yes, we do. He said, and you desert him from the morning till night? He said, yes, we do. So he says, Whoever does this of you is khaba minkum wa khasar. Meaning, may you fail and you fail and fall flat on your face. So it's what you say when you're really upset at someone. And so, and Umar says, don't argue with him. And if you want something, don't ask him. Come ask me and I will give it to you. Now, of course, it's much easier to ask the Prophet than Omar, even from his daughter. So anyway, then Omar, the story goes on about um, uh, in which he hears uh, Omar goes to um, the Prophet it doesn't, he, he, he gets nowhere talking to his daughter. She basically tells him, that's our own business, leave me, leave me alone. So he goes to the Prophet ﷺ directly and says, قلت, Allahu Akbar. لو رأيتنا يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رسول الله وكنا معشر قريش قوما نغرب النساء فلما قدمنا المدينة وجدنا قوما تغلبهم نساؤهم فطفق نساؤنا يتعلمنا من نسائهم فغضبت يوما على امرأتي فطفق خط تراجعني فأنكرت أن تراجعني فقالت ما تنكر أن أراجعك So in other words he starts telling him the whole story exactly as it happened Oh we were in, in, in Mecca and we used to control our women and, the, 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 and then we came to Medina and we found people who are controlled by their women and then our women started learning from them. So I got upset at my wife once, and then I, I, she argued with me. And then I told her, how dare you argue with me? And that, in other words, he told them the, the full story. Um, and then I went to my daughter, and I told her, is it true? And she said, yes. And I say, may you fail and fall flat on your face. And... Um, uh, and, and, and he told him this whole story, and then at the conclusion of the story is what? فَتَبَسَّمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ The Prophet smiled. It's, it's beautiful. 
he, 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 and the Prophet doesn't say, he, doesn't say anything. Smiles. And leaves it at that. Um, I'll have to skip a whole bunch. You know what? Let's take a five minute break and uh, and then come. Uh, there, there is. It is obvious that I've only covered 20% of what I had selected for the seminar. But this is rather typical. I mean, I, I, I always select, I always think I'm going to cover much more than I cover. Um, Maybe we'll do uh, a, 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 the, uh, the character of the Prophet ﷺ part two some sometime. We'll do a part two seminar because uh, even last night I felt very bad about. I, I mean, I keep emphasizing this point because it, it's very difficult to to. Uh, I feel bad. I feel guilty about leaving out so many other glimpses of beauty. You, it's like you have a beautiful garden, right? And in this garden, you have a hundred flowers, and each flower is more beautiful than the other. And then you say, okay, well, I want to give someone a, a, a sense of for how beautiful this garden is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick twenty flowers of the, from this garden in order to show them the beauty of the garden. And every time you pick a flower, you say, how about this? How about that? But okay, how about this? And then to even make things worse, ultimately what you have time to, to, to show and talk about is 20% of what you actually selected. So 20% of, of 20. So you actually got to show five flowers. So now you go to bed with your heart four. Oh, yes, yeah, so, sorry, that's four. Dad. You 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 go to bed now. You 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 feel bad because you only showed four flowers from the twenty flowers that you picked, and then you feel bad because you picked these twenty flowers and you could have picked other flowers, and it's a it's an, a never-ending dilemma. I mean, it's it's and you don't stop feeling. You in fact you you go to your garden of flowers, and you feel like you you should cry and apologize for the the, the flowers that were not picked or not talked about. So. Maybe there'll be part two or part three or I know I translation doesn't help because if you notice I, I I mean I select the hadith that is as a sample for talking about all the haithiyat, all the related issues. And frankly, I select the, the tradition only as an opening to the issue. So it is not the tradition itself that I just intend, but the issue behind the tradition. And um, what I think is definite is that if one of you, inshallah, with patience and perseverance and diligence and hard work, gets into this position where you can have access to the garden to continue if by the time I die I am able to 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 review 50 of these flowers if I'm lucky I'm extremely lucky 
then that you are able to to go and see flowers that I've even missed because for the hundred that I noticed I assure you there is another hundred that I've never noticed this is the nature of things so to, to see flowers that I've missed and those that I didn't miss but I never had a chance to to, to talk about for, for you to talk about that's the nature of knowledge that you go through the whole tradition having learned the methodology and having having acquired the expert eye and 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 and, and bring them out and then you will find that for the hundred that you've noticed there will be another hundred that you've missed and your students will be able to notice them and this has been going on for 1400 years I have never run into a single scholar single scholar who managed to capture the full God if you look at Al-Qadi Ayyad for example right in, in, in his um, book Kitab al-Shifa you're struck by if you read it from cover to cover you and, and you've read other books you say to yourself he could have included this he could have included this he could have included this and this and this is not a fault any scholar that claims to represent the the full picture is a liar and should never be believed or followed any scholar that tells you I will give you the full picture then pack your books and leave there is no need to even listen to them a scholar starts out by saying I, I've, I'm presenting to you my effort and this is my effort and Allah Allah God knows best and your efforts are as needed as mine but first pay your dues first get your degrees I mean not official degrees but your your moral degrees because without them then then it is uh, then you don't know whether you're picking a flower or you're stomping on a flower whether you you're picking weeds or flowers I mean it's a, then it's it's chaos it's like a child running around in a in a, in a, in a flower garden and a child will yes he appreciates flower but uh, flowers I mean a child will pick a beautiful flower but we also child will kill a lot of flowers at the same time and so and no one is born an adult it, it takes time and patience and the more you are aware of your childhood and enjoy your childhood the more the level of your maturity when you grow up morally and intellectually if you are one of these children who fancies himself an adult you are like one of these children who never had a childhood and never had an adolescence and then in your adulthood you become a child so you know don't grow up before your time take your time to grow up don't pretend to be scholars and adults before your time nothing has 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 made us fall on our face more than that and when the time comes you'll know you'll know now my god now I'm an adult and, and you will miss you will miss the days of childhood you will miss the days of, of puzzlement and, and 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 you know seeing everything with a fresh eye and with the with, with your eyes wide open and and the, the, the days of confusion 
And because the confusions of adulthood are different from the confusions of childhood, the confusions of childhood is full of hope. The confusions of adulthood is mixed with suspicions that this is the, you've reached the extent of your ability. You know that there are answers, and there are more than answers, but you also know it is very likely that this is it for you. This is what Allah, the extent of what Allah has allowed you. And now it, it's, it's time for you to acknowledge that others can reach higher levels of perception. And that is, is something that you must graciously accept and with dignity and with humility. But at the same time, there is no doubt that as a human being, it, it, it makes you long for the days where the, the universe was, uh, was open to you. you know, there were no limits to the possibilities. When you grow up, you know that there are limits. And you'll know that there are many things that once upon a time you thought that you are going to have a ba' and a ba' means uh, you're going to have a, a, a hand, a serious hand in, but that that's not part of your of your qadr. This is not part of your faith. You will not be able to master or make, make a contribution to it. So don't grow up before your time. I keep telling this to, to students because of the tendency when it comes to Islam for every student to want to, to be ashamed of their childhood, to be embarrassed about it, as if Allah has taken them out of their mother's stomach, knowledgeable people with the expectation of knowledge. There's, there's no need for it. Let's take five minutes. In order to um, in order to to cover more, I will try to pick up the the, the pace a bit. Um, of making selections is a demanding one. Okay. A little bit more about um, about the Prophet in his in his and his personality, so that we find it's uh, moving all over the place. We find that. Among the, the aspects of his character is his refusal to curse or pray against people. 
So for example, we know that in the Battle of Uhud when he was injured and uh, other Muslims as, uh, as well, uh, the reports say shaqqa alayhim zalik that they, they, they became, it was, it, they were tested and taxed by this. They suffered the injury and the pain and so on and they then asked the Prophet um, that well if you would just curse them if you would just call upon God to curse them and and the 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 statement is remarkable i have not been sent to curse anyone i have been sent to invite people and as a mercy to people and this is in the in in the midst of the affliction and the pain in another report of of the, the same genre, um, um, uh, we there is a um, some Jews had passed by the Prophet and said, "Assalamu alaykum." Assalamu alaikum, of course, it's not al-salam. Al-salam means peace on you. Assalamu alaikum means may poison come to you. May you be poisoned. So it's a, it's a play on words. فَقَالَتْ Aisha, عَلَيْكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَعَنَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكُمْ This is Aisha. <laughs> she says, and to you, you know, it's like you say someone to you and your mother and your neighbors and there's like and and upon you and may Allah curse you and may Allah be a be be, be may Allah's rage be upon you so in other words she, she gives them tenfold so the Prophet والسلام, this is in Bukhari the Prophet والسلام, says Mahlan ya Aisha alayki birrifq wa'iyaki wal'unf wal'fuhsh Wait, Aisha, this is not appropriate. You must be gentle. And وَإِيَّاكِ وَالْعُنْفِ Not violent. And note here that this is a, a, a verbal violence. It is not physical violence. وَإِيَّاكِ وَالْعُنْفِ Now, of course, and, and don't be violent. And this is one of the reasons also that I, I'm suspicious of the wrestling hadith. And the Prophet, he, as I said yesterday, his character was one that did not incline his character was one that did not incline towards violence so he calls this 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 returning of curses فحش. and فحش means what yeah, from, from same uh, like فحشة, extreme inequity something that is foul that is wrong قالت أولم تسمع ما قالوا haven't you heard what they just said قال أولم تسمعي ما قلت 
رددت عليهم فيستجابوا ما قلت رددت عليهم فيستجابوا لي فيهم ولا يستجابوا لهم فيه haven't you heard what I said I have responded to them and my response my prayer will be answered their prayer will not and his response to them was may Allah guide you that it's it's beautiful my response to them may Allah guide you will be answered inshallah their response that I'll be poisoned so it won't now here of course there are other traditions there are always other traditions there are other traditions that say oh he cursed this person and he cursed this tribe and he this and, and so on but here you, you you again you reach the point where you have to make an evaluative judgment based on the evidence and not be like the imma a person who is wishy-washy who is unable to make their mind without conviction an imma when the Prophet tells someone don't don't be an imma means don't be wishy-washy unable to commit you have to commit yourself as to the character of the Prophet you have to either believe that he cursed people or he didn't curse people you can't say oh well no but you know maybe and, and, and so on and then it is it is your call and here the Prophet ﷺ, we are told in Bukhari and others that he says Ma I, I am not being I have not I, I am not a person who curses people and in another report also in Bukhari he says no 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 that's not right even if someone curses you don't don't do this now you have other reports which contradict that and you're gonna have to decide because can we make both of them consistent can we make of them work and is it possible that the Prophet would say on the one hand I don't curse people and Aisha this was wrong and don't do this but on the other hand it's okay if I do it sometimes is that is that the prophet that you, that you follow if it is then you are an imma you are neither here nor there i take the words of the prophet very seriously if he says that i don't curse means i don't curse and if he chides aisha for doing doing it it doesn't mean i tried aisha now and i later on do it myself and if I if I can't reconcile the two reports I will discard the ones that are not consistent with what I believe to be the authentic tradition and my base for for that is again we have Aisha and with of course changes in transmissions part of the evidence is Bukhari part of the evidence is Aisha part of the evidence is the chain of transmission part of the evidence is consistency with the character of the Prophet all of this are part of the evidence and if if Aisha says to, that, that the Prophet never cursed and Abu Huraira says oh I heard the Prophet curse I, I believe Aisha it's as simple as that you go to all the cursing reports none of them come from someone like Anas or Aisha or Ali or 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 Abu Bakr um, but they tend to to come from hot-blooded people 
So when Anas, for example, tells us that لم يكن النبي سبابا ولا فحاشا ولا لعانا كان يقول لأحدنا عند المعتبة ما له ترب جبينه This is beautiful Anas tells us the Prophet was not Sabab Sabab is a person who calls people names Fahash Fahash is a person who commits vulgarities La'an is a person who curses people This is Anas telling us And when the Prophet would want to chide one of us for doing something wrong What did he say? مَا لَهُ تَرِبَ جَابِينُ What's wrong with him? تَرِبَ جَابِينُ means may, it's, a, it's a form of blessing it's a, may, you know, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with you? May, may Allah facilitate your way May Allah make it easy for you May, may Allah guide you so the, the, And if Anas and Aisha and, and as, I mean, Both these traditions are in Bukhari As well as many others Again, Anas tells me that the Prophet was not La'an and then someone want, wants me to believe that he cursed that. No, I won't. And so on. Alright. Um, I will skip the rest in, in Bukhari. Um, now, in in the same vein about his character, and this is more in the uh, in the realm of of, of the public, uh, the, the interactions of with with the mo- with the social movements in society. It's a well-known report about the gruffness of some individuals. In one report, um, uh, he is walking with Omar. And this is one of the reports that is very dear to my heart. He is walking with Omar. And a man, the Prophet uh, uh, um, owned money to this man so the man walks up to the the prophet and grabs him from the collar and says innakum abdul muttalib lamumatilun oh no no uh, sorry innakum abdul muttalib ahlu mumatala that's right you abdul muttalib you the people of abdul muttalib the family of abdul muttalib you are people who run away from paying their debts. So Omar pushes back the man and, and yells at him. And the man yells back at Omar. So the Prophet says, smiles, and tells Omar, sort of pulls back Omar back and, and says, 
ما كنا ما كنا في حاجة لهذا منك يا عمر. We, we didn't need this from you. عمر. In another report كنا أحوج لغير هذا يا عمر. We needed more than this from you, Omar. Meaning, this is not the right way. And what is it that they needed that the, then the Prophet proceeds to explain? We needed you to order that man, or in another version, to order, order that man To be more decent and more polite in the way he asks for something And order me to try to pay back my debts you know, One of the fascinating things by the way about the Prophet ﷺ is that how frequently he is in debt Jesus <laughs> It seems that after Medina, after Medina, I don't encounter him ever, not in debt. And he, in his, when he, uh, when death came closer and in his frenzy to try to pay back his debts, it reached the point where he was pawning his property order to pay back um, what he owed as time was running out. In other reports, the, the Arab, uh, the Bedouin fellow who comes to the Prophet upset that he didn't get the share he wanted and he grabs him by the collar until the, 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 the collar leaves a mark on his neck, a red mark on his neck. And says, "Adil ya Muhammad, be just, Muhammad." And again, the Prophet ﷺ responds, "And if I am not just, um, in in one report says, uh, uh, and if I am not just, who will be just?" In another report, he says, "Khasi'tu in lam adil," that if if I am not just, may I fail, or I am a failure. Or uh, it's um, it's an idiomatic expression. In another version, he says, "In lam adin lam that if I am not just, then I have lost everything. And again, response to that with his, his typical serenity, and and and. A tranquility and dignity about him. Other reports that deserve to be mentioned are the attempts of assassination reports. We have several of them. One of them, which I wrote about in Dreaming of the Prophet, in which a man after the uh, Mecca uh, walks to the Prophet. And the Prophet knows what this man wants to do, and he wants to, to kill him. And he tells him, 
what were you thinking of? And the man says, oh, I was just thinking about God. And the prophet laughs. Because, I mean, instead of say, saying I was thinking nothing, he says, it's even worse. He says, I was thinking about God. And the prophet laughs and, and, and jokes with the man by tapping him on the chest and continued to talk and joke with him until the man converted. And he says, I, 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 I came to him uh, hating no one more than this, than this man, than the prophet. And I left loving no one more. I mean, and the joking here, although there are, we didn't receive reports about exactly what the jokes were about. We got some glimpses. But I mean, the, what, what is clear is the fahwa of them, the, the sum total of them, was teasing him about, oh really, you know, you were thinking of God and, 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 and things of that nature. But the reports say, وَضَاحَكَهُ Tabassat means to, to speak in a friendly fashion and ضَحَكُهُ to joke with. In another in which غَوْرَثْ بِنِ الْحَارِثِ comes غَوْرَثْ um, tells the people in Mecca okay I, I'm going to enough is enough I'm going to go take care of this man. And he enters Medina and he finds the Prophet as, as was the frequent habit of the Prophet. The, the, the Prophet liked to sit under a tree, uh, under one of the trees in Medina. And apparently Muslims knew that when you see him sitting under a tree, leave him alone. He's... Um, but yet we have yet reports um, where one of the fa- uh, there are several reports, but one of them in particular is when a man uh, approaches <laughs> man approaches the prophet, and Um Salma points to the man, don't don't talk to him, don't talk to him, like, leave him alone. She keeps weave, waving him away, and as I said, often these people were not very sensitive, and you know it reminded me of American kids, and. Um, the, the, he, he ignores her and he goes and talks to him anyway and asks him whatever he wanted to ask but and the the man re- transmits this report and he says oh and Um Salma was waving me away telling me don't don't talk to him he's, he's having his time to himself now um, and he seems to be bragging about the fact that he ignored her and um, you know, it's always you're always caught, surprised by the these. Um, but in any case, and let's not forget, these are the same people who you know you would go and have dinner with him and hang around to the point that Allah had to intervene. You know, <laughs> they hang around and he becomes very quiet, trying to give them a hint. You know, okay, fine, now leave. Um, and they would just leave him silent and continue the conversation on. We have, I, I wanted actually 
Xerox some of them, maybe we'll have time to get into some of them. Um, reports in which the, you have the number of people who hung around, this is before the hijab verse, hung around the wives of the Prophet in his absence. It's amazing. It, it used to be a, a, a sort of a status symbol to say, yes, I was at his home. Well, he, he was often either in the mosque or in his isolation or in prayer and so on. So these guys would come and hang around and saying, well, we're going to, oh, he's not here. Okay, we'll wait around for him. And apparently this was such a wide practice, even with the companions, that the Prophet has to intervene to tell people, okay, come on. There, there is a report that I Xerox, maybe you'll have time, about um, hanging around Ali's family and hanging around uh, Abu Bakr's family and so on. So when the surah, the Ayatul Hijab came and said, okay, that's it. So these highly sensitive individuals, instead of saying, okay, well, yes, we get the point, you know, don't be um, a pest. They say, okay, so we can't hang around the family of the Prophet, we'll go hang around the family of Abu Bakr and Ali instead. And we have the same reports that what they used to do, where they would hang around even in the absence of the Prophet, they, they did with now with Abu Bakr. And at that point, shortly before, uh, uh, or I mean, it was the last year in his life, he tells him, you know, if you go to one of my companions and you don't find them, don't, don't stay. And he is able to, he is able to say it about the companions, but was not able to say it about himself. And there is a lot to, to reflect upon in what I just said. I, I don't, for the interest of time, I don't want to go into a tirade into all, all the various implications. But there is a lot to reflect on in the sense that between our, our, our fits about khalwa and, and, and a man and a woman and all and all of that, as if Islam begins and ends with that. But there are, it is a part of the totality of Adab. It is a part of the totality of good manners. Oh, did I complete, uh, uh, did I ever finish the story of Gawra? Wanted to assassinate him? Oh, okay. No. Okay. So Ghawrath goes to the Prophet and goes to Medina and sneaks around and finds the Prophet sitting under a tree. And so he jumps with a sword in hand and says, Surprise, I'm here to kill you. And no, what he actually says is, Who will protect you now from me? And the Prophet very calmly says, God will. Now, Ghawrath drops the sword. And the Prophet picks the sword and he says, And who will protect you now from me? And Ghawrath says, 
in different reports, one is uh, one report says he didn't say anything. In another report, he says your generosity. In another report, he says have mercy upon me. The different reports uh, transmit different. But what all the reports agree on is that the Prophet then drops the sword and says, Go, you are forgiven. And Ghawrath returns to Mecca saying, I have come to you from the land of the most excellent man, the most beautiful man. Um, skip, skip. Um, this is um, um, I think I read. Uh, the, the tradition about Inna Muhammad Yawfi Man La Yaksha Faqa. Muhammad gives generously the giving of someone who who doesn't fear poverty. Um, this uh, these are all things I'm just going to mention with honorable mention, but um, when um, when. Uh, um, Sa'id al-Khudari is, is asked to describe the Prophet one of the description it says Kana alayhi salatu wassalam hayya'an sorry ashadda hayya'an min al-azra' fi khizriha the Prophet was more bashful than aversion sitting in in seclusion وكان إذا كره شيئا عرفناه في وجهه and if he became unhappy we, we would notice his face immediately his emotions were on his face وكان صلى الله عليه وسلم لطيف البشرة رقيق الظاهر لا يشافه أحدا بما يكرهه and the Prophet was of tender features, a, a, a tender face, tender looking face, gentle in his in his expressions, in his appearance, would not like to confront people, would not like to embarrass people with what they did not like as a sign of his modesty and the generosity of himself. And what if you want to talk about Tawatu, this what I just said, plus what I said on Ali yesterday, is the description that is the tawatur ma ba'd tawatur this is the description that is so cumulative that nearly everyone even his enemies 
would agree that no one seemed to be more beloved by his people than him. No one seemed to be more bashful and more tender and gentle looking. And consequently, when I see... Uh, and, and no one seemed to become visibly unhappy when he is unhappy than him. When I see people who take pleasure, I mean, I, when I see people who take pleasure in embarrassing others, or putting others on the spot, or telling others how they're so wrong, or people who look sour and nasty, or people who look mean, or people who look like they're, 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 they're dripping misery. I know I, I am seeing people who don't act, take after the Prophet. And subhanAllah, I, my own sunnah was that I would not study with these people. I would walk, I would be told, Usul al-Fiqh is being offered by these three sheikhs. I would walk in. I would find a sheikh that, who had gentle features. and and but, but at the same time, a sheikh that is constantly laughing like a clown and didn't know you, you didn't, what, didn't become upset about what is wrong, I had no use for either. And it was the sheikh that you see the marks of the Prophet on their face. And it is, that is a, 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 like a flag that announces to us that we are the, the persona of our Prophet. Um, skip. Um, there's another one of these descriptions that I think is um, when asked um Uh, this is on Qais um, bin Sa'd. We know the reports that the Prophet ﷺ used to have a hard time accepting people giving him special status. This is a special, and as he was getting older, uh, he kept insisting that he's. Qais bin Sa'd refused, and then uh, the Prophet said, okay, well, if you're, if you're not going to ride, then I'll, I'm not going to ride, I'm just going to walk with you. <laughs> then he came down, and they, they both walked with the, <laughs> with the donkey back to town. Um, and when Qais, later on, Qais bin Sa'd is asked to describe him, He is told, I'm sorry, he says, كان يتعهد أصحابه 
ويعطي كل جلسائه نصيبه لا يحسب جليسه أن أحدا أكرم عليه منه من جالسه أو قاربه لحاجة صابره حتى يكون هو المنصرف عنه ومن سأله حاجة لم يرده إلا بها أو بميسور من القول قد وزع الناس بسطه وخلقه فصار لهم أبا وصاروا عنده في الحق سواء Another one of these gorgeous He said This description was That He used to take care of his people That ahad ashabud means that Ashaba That means he used to take care of his people And he used to sit with people Giving each person their share of attention To the extent That each person sitting with him Would think That they are particularly special to him That they have a special status No one would come to him for with a request without him sitting with that person until that person is the one to leave in other words he would not end the meetings but sabarahu means that he would be patient with him and the the sign of that you know it's sort of time is that he would become quiet this is the sign that okay it's it's time but he would feel too embarrassed to be the one to leave and anyone that would ask him anything he would either give it to him or if he's unable to give it to him he would he would leave him with kind words he was gentle kind mannered of a friendly disposition with his people to the point that he became like a father to them and they became to him as a matter of their rights and their and and, and their entitlements all equal al-haqsawat means that they were each treated with equality skip skip this um skip skip um at least if I can't mention them at all my honorable mention will be to say skip so th- this way at least they you know that it is being skipped um,
um, the the I'm going to skip everything in this. Huh? Well, I'll say this without. I'm going to skip everything in this uh, in this selection, except for two quick summaries of uh, of reports. Can you can you change it now? are struck by the interactions between the Prophet and, and the selections that I'm skipping are selections relating to the, to the Prophet and the way he interacted with women. I have been always uh, 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 struck by the self-initiative of women in Medina. Self-initiative. So, for example, when we have a report um, that Subay'ah bint al-Harak al-Aslamiyah, her husband had died, and within the month, and she was, uh, she was, um, she was pregnant, and within the month, of her husband's death, uh, a fellow called uh, Abu. Uh, his name is impossible. To, his first name is impossible to pronounce because his name is Abu Al Basnabil. Ever heard this name? Isn't that strange? Abu Al Basnabil bin Bakak, as if his first name wasn't enough. The, the last <laughs> Bakak. Uh, Abu al-Basnabil, if it was Abu al-Sanabil, then it would have been easy, but it was a man from uh, the tribe of Bani Abdul-Dar, and he, his relation to uh, Subay'ah is not clear, but anyway, he goes to visit Subay'ah, and there are all types of implications in this already, and he finds that she's sitting beautifying herself so he says what's going on it's as if you're beautifying yourself for marriage um, no you should know that there is no marriage for you for at least four months and ten days <laughs> Subaya apparently was in a rush to be married so he told her that she says Really? Okay, I'll, I'll show you. So she, she says, Jama'atu thiyabi means I collected my clothes. You know, this is when someone like um, uh, gets annoyed and wraps up their clothes. And she goes to the, uh, uh, to the Prophet والسلام, and says, I want to know, this, this man, bin Bakak, tells me such and such. I want to know if this is true. And the Prophet ﷺ tells her, No, the minute after you have given birth, your waiting period is over. 
Now, of course, what strikes me here again is the self-initiative. The you very familiar themes are there. A man goes, pontificates to a woman. The woman is not embarrassed about saying, "What? I want to get married," and so on, and goes right to the to the source for verification, and ultimately is vindicated. But that's beside the point. And of course, for all the people who talk about mixing and not mixing, do you know that Ibn Hisham? I actually forgot about this. Ibn Hisham forbade... Did I add this to the conference? Ibn Hisham came up with a bright idea one day. And he said, okay, I'm issuing a fatwa from that. From now on, men and women cannot go around the Kaaba at the same time. This caused a revolution. All the religious scholars at the time said... Who do you think you are? If the Prophet ﷺ went around the Kaaba in the company of women, who do you think you are that you can come and separate them? He said, But the women of today are not like the women of yesterday. They're, they're corrupt. And they attacked him to the point he, he had to apologize. He had to say, Tup. I had to apologize. Subhanallah. I mean, this is the ignorance is 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 a really cruel thing. And the the this whole issue of mixing and hijab and covering women and so on. Um. Um. When a woman. came to the Prophet to propose to him in marriage. And then uh, Anas had a daughter. I don't know her name, her first name. Her name is Bint Anas. <laughs> the daughter of Anas. Everyone called her Bint Anas. And uh, Bint Anas was with the Prophet at the time when the woman came to propose to the Prophet and say, well, can you marry me? So she commented, "Ma aqallu haya? How? How? Uh, 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 this woman has no shame. She just comes to you and proposes to you like that. No shame. She's not embarrassed. And the Prophet ﷺ tells her, she is better than you, which is true. She is better than you." Because she expresses her love for the Prophet. While you make your shame prior. In other words, you consider, what you consider shame to be more important than your religious obligation. In another report, he doesn't tell her she is better than you. He tells her, وَمَا أَكْرَمُهَا And how, and how... She says how, how, how shameless this woman is. And he says, no, how dignified this woman is. 
So Bukhari, for example, deducts from this that uh, uh, that the the, uh, the the permissibility of women proposing to men. In other reports of, of impact, you have um, when Abu, Abu Bakr and Anas go visit a woman uh, that the Prophet ﷺ used to visit frequently, Um Ayman. And they say, you know, the Prophet used to go visit Um Ayman, we, we should go visit Um Ayman. And they go together to visit her. And when they do visit her, when she sees them, she starts crying. And they say, Um Ayman, wh- why are you crying? And she says that your visit reminded me of him. And so they started crying with her. A very different ethos than the ethos that we want to follow today between men and women. I, I mean, it, it, the, the Prophet ﷺ left a very different community behind than the one we want to believe he left. Um, in another report, which is a report that probably some of you heard about, is the report about w- the women that were with the Prophet What does mean? They were speaking loudly with him. They apparently, these women, had met with the Prophet, we don't know about what, and wanted something from him, and were insisting on it. And then when Umar ibn al-Khattab announces himself, what does he do? Yeah, the old Omar is here, and the old and the Prophet laughs. And when Omar comes and says, well, "Omar, when the, when the 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 women were arguing with me, and when they heard you, they ran away, and they said they should be more afraid of you than than me." And 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 the Prophet responds beautifully to it. He says, "No, no, you know the, the devil is afraid of you, Omar." You know, the, the devil sees you one way. <laughs> um, in another, when, uh, um, this is in the genre of, um, well, actually, forget that, skip. Huh? No. Save it till the end. So I can uh, run through the skip, 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 skip. Okay, in in uh, I can't uh, I can't get myself to skip over over these re- uh, over these reports 
اوكي ان عمر بن العاص remember when i told you about the visiting of the companions are you guys with me or are you tired yet عمر بن العاص اقبل الى بيت علي بن ابي طالب في حاجه فلم يجد عليا فرجع ثم عاد فلم يجد مرتين او ثلاثه فجاء علي فقال له اما استطعت اذا اذا كانت حاجتك اليها ان تدخل قال نهينا ان ندخل عليهن الا باذن ازواجهن this is after the prophet um, uh, told people not to go and sit with the wives of the companions um, and he, in his in their absence so here Amr ibn al-As goes to ask Ali for something and he goes two or three times and doesn't find him so Ali then tells him well if you couldn't find me if uh, if you needed something why didn't you go in and then uh, Amr says no we, we were forbidden from doing that now of course there are here points of shuruh I mean I could give a whole halaqa on, on this issue but there are points of shuruh shuruh means commentaries and, and elaborations because the issue is did Ali know about the prohibition and how could it be that he wouldn't know about the prohibition considering how close Ali was and there has been disagreements some said no he didn't hear but others said no it, it's not like that that this was not a that the prohibition was not about mixing with women and the prohibition was not about talking to women the prohibition was that for as to these close companions like Ali and Abu Bakr and Omar don't go around and hang around their wives in their absence and Ali might have either heard of this or didn't think it applied in this situation but he realized that Amr did apply it to himself thought it covered him but the point is that you see the interaction you see that the, 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 the people that the Prophet ﷺ left there is, there is no sense of artificial uh, um, um, there is no sense of, of, of excluding or closing up women somewhere but there is a free flow and interaction between so um, oh, okay I, I um, here I will uh, Here in another report, Asma' bint, uh, the, the daughter of Abu Bakr, comes and finds that the Prophet and 
and finds that the Prophet is standing in the sun. And apparently this was an occasion in which they were praying for rain. In other reports that he was pre preparing to talk to people, to teach people, but had taken time, they were waiting for him. He was in, in, in another report, and the more cumulative and more uh, authoritative report, is that he was, he was meeting with people, and then the Wahy came to him. Revelation from God came to him. And so people were waiting around until the situation finished. So Asma comes in and says, says, مَا شَأْنُ النَّاسِ What's going on? فَأَشَارَتْ بِرَأْسِهَا إِلَى السَّمَاءِ Meaning what? She, she, she went like this. She pointed to the sky. Meaning what? He's receiving a revelation. فَقُلْتْ آيَةً He's receiving verses. فَأَشَارَتْ بِرَأْسِهَا أَيْنَامِ She nodded. She said yes. Look at, look at the detail of this, right? And, but the Prophet was taking a very long time. Or it was, he's being, he doesn't take a long time, he was being occupied in this long time. حَتَّى تَجَعَلَّانِي الْغَشَيُّ وَإِلَى جَنْبِي قُرْبَ فِيهَا مَا That I started feeling dizzy and nauseous from standing in the sun. And there was next to me a jug of water. And so I took the jug of water and I spilled it on my head. Now, at that point, the Prophet ﷺ, the, re the revelation stopped and he got up to talk to the people. What does Lagata Niswa mean? The women who had been waiting for a while and now the, 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 the lecture started were, ta were talking loudly, loudly. So mean that I went to them to, to, to tell them to quiet down. And then the, the, the Prophet ﷺ continued the lecture about the grave and the hereafter and so on. What strikes you about, again, the story is that you've got Aisha, you've got Asma bint Abi Bakr, you've got women and men standing, you've got Asma asking what's going on, you've got Asma pouring water on herself in public. I, I would like to see in public nowadays a woman do that. Just take water and just pour it on herself. And, and not feel that this is immodest or embarrassing. And you, you've got women who are making their presence known by being noisy. And you've got another woman who goes and saying, shh, quiet down, let's, let's hear what he has to say aspects of the beauty of life that existed. If only we can, we can come to any 
degree of closeness to it. Skip, 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 um, no, skip. Here in uh, this report, w one of the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the Prophet والسلام, a woman asks him whether she can spend her, her waiting period after her divorce. She got divorced at the home of Umm Sharik and he tells her, you know, the problem is Umm Sharik is, is, um, uh, is Imra'a Kathiratul Difan, meaning that a woman who, is, who, who socializes a lot and she has a lot of visitors. And I fear that, and, 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 and I fear that, and this is idiomatic, Meaning, I fear that if you visit her, you're going to have to be wearing your your cover, your hijab, all the time. In the so we we know from this what that the visitors are what men. So he says, okay, you want to go spend the waiting period, fine there, but I just want you to know that if you go there, you're going to have a lot of men hanging around. And yet, I go somewhere and, I, and, and, and someone tells me, oh no, men and women, they must be separated and a curtain be established and so on. Um, skip. Skip. Um, here is another societal impact hadith. Umm Atiyah reports Kunna nu'maru an nakhruja yawm al-Eid hatta nukhrija al-Bikr min khidriha hatta nukhrija al-Haid fayakunna khalf al-Nas fayukabbirna bitakbirihin Remember yesterday I was telling you about the tradition that women on their period would attend the Eid prayers and the report basically says that we, in the eight prayers, which indicates what? That women in their period are not supposed to become excluded from society. So we used to, the women, even the, the, the women in her, um, uh, the, 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 the version in her betrothal we don't have a khidr now that's a problem um, a virgin who is sitting in an area of betrothal waiting to for her marriage to be consummated so even this woman we would bring her out to pray Eid with us and even the women on their periods they would come and they would do the takbir with us and they would listen to the khutbah um, skip all of this. here is another one which I, I, uh, I think is, is extremely instructive 
Okay, Um Salama saw the Prophet ﷺ praying after Asr. He prayed Asr and then he was praying two rakas. What's the problem? So, the Samaatu Nabi ﷺ yanha anhuma. That I I thought the, saw I heard that the prophet the prophet ﷺ telling us not to pray after us. But then I saw him praying after us. So um, and and at the after I after he finishes praying, دَخَلَ وَعِنْدِي نُسْوَةٌ مِنْ بَنِي حَرَامٍ مِنَ الْأَنْصَارِ Bani Haram was a, was a clan. The, and after that, then the Prophet came in and I w- was sitting with a group of women from the clan of Bani Haram from the Ansar. So, I was overcome by curiosity. I couldn't help myself. Why was he praying after us? So what does she do? فَأَرْسَلْتُ إِلَيْهِ الْجَارِيَةِ فَقُلْتُ قُومِي بِجَنْبِهِ وَقُولِي لَهِ تَقُولُ لَكْ أُمْ سَلَمَةِ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ سَمِعْتَكْ تَنْهَى عَنْ هَاتَيْنِ وَأَرَاكَ تُصَلِّيهُمَا Okay, she, so she called a, a slave girl and the, the slave girl came with the, this group of Bani Haram and she said, okay Go up to the Prophet and tell him, sort of in his ear, Um Salama tells you, you have told us not to pray to Rakas after us, but I saw you do it. What's going on? So, so the woman asked him, so, فَأَشَارَ بِيَدِهِ فَاسْتَأْخَرْتِ Meaning what? He... T- oh. <laughs> I laugh at the, the, the stare you gave. <laughs> the, he, the Prophet when the, when, the, when the girl asked him, indicated, he waved his hand, indicating, wait. This is not the time. So then he goes up to him, Salama, after the people left, and he tells her, Ya ibnati Abi Umayyah, Sa'alti anil rak'atayn ba'd al-asr, wa innahu atani nas min abdul qais, fashagaluni anil rak'atayn al-latayn ba'd al-dhur, fahuma hatan. The... You have asked me about the two rakahs after us. Okay, I'll tell you. I had prayed Dhuhr and I didn't pray the Sunnah after Dhuhr. And then I, then I, I, people 
I prayed Zohar and then people from Bani Min Abdul Qais, sorry, Min Abdul Qais came to visit me and I miss, and I didn't pray the Sunnah after Zohar because I became busy. And then after Asr, I prayed the two rakats, this for this. Now, a, a juristic test for those of you who who um, have potential. Now that I said that, I was going to freak you out. <laughs> for those of you who want to sit on this chair and answer the question. <laughs> can, we, can we conclude from this? That if you miss the Sunnah of Dhuhr, then you have to make it up. Why not? Yeah. But let's say we don't know anything, just this report. Yeah. It was an obligation, Exactly. If it was a fard or wajib. If you had to do it, how could he miss the prayer because he was busy visiting with people? Consequently, the fact that he missed it when he was able to miss it told us that he made them up He made them up because he wanted to, voluntarily, not because he had to. Huh? No, we can conclude that he had a time period to pray the Sunnah of Dhuhr for it to count as Sunnah of Dhuhr. And he intentionally missed it. Because we know that Asr came, he told us. Asr came and I hadn't prayed the Sunnah of Dhuhr. And so I prayed them, I prayed it after Asr. Now, if this was a mandatory prayer, how could he intentionally miss it? Oh, you're saying that we know from other pieces of evidence that this is Sunnah to Dhuhr means that it has to be prayed in the time period of Dhuhr. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, but I mean, of course I'm assuming some knowledge of something, not not a completely blank page. Um, so, fine. But <laughs> fine, but not a very important point. Um, the, so anyway, now of course here, I am struck by the whole dynamic. I mean, Um Salma is very curious. She sends someone to sort of ask him. He tells us someone, eh, this is not the time for it. And, I mean, he doesn't even say, he just points with hand, wait, wait. And then he explains it to her. And then there is this a lack of franticness about, about the matter. In other words, in the United States, I have ran into many people who would say, don't pray anything after us. 
No, 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 no. You can't print anything after us. If the, if I have a, a report that the Prophet <laughs> prayed and he called it the Sunnah of Zuhr, but not the, but, but there is no Sunnah of us. Anyway, um, in another report, again, the Prophet is with Umm Hanif, and he's sitting in whom Umm Hanif's. Uh, um, He's sitting to, to Umm Hani, uh, next to Umm Hani, and then Fatima uh, Hani, in colloquial Egyptian, Umm Hani. Um, and he's sitting with Umm Hani, and then at that time Fatima comes and sits to his left. And a, a girl gives him something to drink. So Fatima drinks, and then the Prophet ﷺ drinks, and then Umm Hani drinks. <laughs> then after she drinks, she, she tells the Prophet, لَقَدْ أَفْتَرْتُ وَكُنْتُ صَائِمًا You know what? I was fasting, but I just broke my fast. Why? She, she was too embarrassed that if the, if the Prophet gave her something to drink, that she wouldn't drink it. So he said, فَقَالَ لَهَا أَكُنْتِ تَقْدِينَ شَيْئًا Were you making up for a, a, a mandatory missed fast? قَالَتْ لَا قَالْ فَلَا يُضِيرُكِ إِنْ كَانَ تَطَوَّعًا Then there is no harm if this was volunteered. Now, again, it's, if you reflect on it, it tells you volumes about his character and about the people who is He's sitting with Umm Hani and he's sitting with Fatima. Is Umm Hani his family? No, it's not. And he used to visit a woman called Al Umm Ayman, who was not family. And you know, there is no way around it. Those who want, I mean, those who want to impose the the the, the hijab, that the separation and the, the exclusion, and to say that there is no mixing and so on are going to have to put in the garbage can no less than a thousand hadiths. No less. I think that only with an extreme degree of impiety you can do that. It takes either an incredible degree of ignorance or an incredible degree of impiety. Because you are catering to your emotions beyond, beyond the ability of any pious person to, to comprehend this. So, and, and here, again, the gentleness of his character. She broke her fast out of politeness towards him. And he doesn't... Give her the, what is that expression, third degree or sixth degree or ninth degree, which degree is it? Third? It doesn't say, oh, well, what were you fasting exactly? Tell me, and, and because I, I know a lot of people today who would take this opportunity to say, okay, so what exactly were you fasting? And, oh, this was voluntarily, okay, is this, are you fasting twice a week? Or are you fasting this? Or There is no... There is no nosiness 
and no inclination to demonstrate power. It simply says, were you making up for something obligatory or this your own business between you and Allah? No, I was, this was between, between me and Allah. Okay, fine, then, then no harm. Khalas, it's done. And we move on. Um, here's another um, report of, of the people that the Prophet ﷺ left behind. Well, uh, um, okay, uh, um, Um Hani, the same Um Hani, comes to him and the Prophet this is when ذَهَبْتُ إِلَىٰ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ عَامِ الْفَتْحِ The year of what? The Congress of Mecca, right? Umhani Umhani was the, the daughter of Abu Talib Umhani goes and The day of the conquest of Mecca, and she found the Prophet فوجدته يختسر وفاطمة تستره فسلمت عليه. I I found him doing what washing, and Fatima is is covering him. Now, I I was in Medina when one of these guys in the hala in, in one of the sheikhs was talking about this hadith and he said he was doing wudu what what she's veiling him from doing wudu don't don't you have any mind i mean obviously he is bathing and fatima has a veil covering him and umhani walks in and when he, she, 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 she comes in, she says, Salamu alaykum. And he responds, Alaykum salamu rahmatullah. And she knows that the polite thing is not to talk to him as a man is washing. So she goes and sits somewhere. And then he, faragha min ghaslihi, that he got done from washing. Thumma salla thamani rak'at. And then he prayed eight rak'ats. And again, if he, the, the Prophet, the thing that talks about the Prophet, He's constantly praying just like that. If you if you try to quantify his prayers, good luck. He's constantly so he finished his wash and then he prayed his rak'as and then he came out multahifan fi thawbin wahd wrapped up in a single garb. So he has one big garb and he's wrapped himself in. And then Umhani tells him why, why she's there. She says, Zama ibn Ummi Ali that such and such person, this is not Ali ibn Abi Talib, uh, this is um, I don't who know that um, she had one of the one of the, the, the 
real enemies of Islam and a rather vicious, a vicious fellow, his name was Ibn Hubayra, had come into Medina and Umhani to, to attempt to talk to the Prophet. And Umhani said, Okay, I'll give you my guarantee of safe conduct. You're under my protection. Huh? Yeah, to, the, to that bad guy. So she tells that guy, I give you my protection. And then this fellow hears about it, he says, your protection, I will kill him. Umhani, in other words, this fellow is saying, what your protection? Your protection doesn't count for anything. This is an enemy of Islam and I am going to kill him. So Umhani goes to the Prophet ﷺ to says, this person, I told him I gave my protection to such and such and they told me they're going to kill him anyway. So the Prophet ﷺ says, قَدْ أَجَرْنَا مَنْ أَجَرْتِ يَا أُمْهَانِ We protect, we give our protection. We, Muslims, whoever you protect, Umhani. What dignity, how empowering, how beautifully empowering and is this, is this a community that, that shuts up women and excludes women and tells women to shut up? A woman is, is coming out and she, she not only says, I give an enemy of Islam my protection, but is even going beyond that. She's walking into the Prophet while he is bathing. And his response is, again, this tenderness, this gentleness, this beauty about him. That is unfailing. Um, among those that, the, the, in the evidence of those that the Prophet ﷺ left behind, reflect on, on this woman. Here is Abu Bakr. دخل أبو بكر على امرأة من أحمس. أحمس was a tribe in Arabia. And this woman, Abu Bakr, came unto a woman, he went to, uh, 